0: The Anton Savage Show on News Talk, and we're going to kick off looking at what's making the news today with Ali Ryan, entrepreneur and founder of Goss.ie, and John Lee, executive editor of DMG Media Ireland. And there's a story that has it has already got, for instance, David McWilliams um, activated this morning. He's just tweeted, "What's wrong with us? Brilliant young woman politician goes out with friends, dances the night away." And the moral police get all incensed. Meanwhile, blokey politicians get up to all sorts and nada. And he only tweeted that about 30 minutes ago and already 900 people have fallen over themselves to agree with him and support the sentiments. This, of course, is the Finnish Prime Minister, Sanna Marin who has now said that she's going to take a drugs test for her own legal protection after a video was leaked of her uh, dancing and lip syncing at a private party. Ali, your thoughts on
1: this? My eyes are rolling so hard at the moment. That's such a, it's such a really... uh important statement that David put up there it's so true think about all the scandals that male politicians would have been involved in over the years they barely had to apologise let alone explain like what went on I just find it so funny because all the reports are saying you know because obviously she was the, f- the youngest global government head at the time when she was signed in at 34 she's 36 she's not 17 like they're acting like she's so young she doesn't know what she's doing she had uh, you know she obviously had a bit of fun went out had a few drinks I think it's appalling that she has to take a drug test just because she had some crack but like I honestly think think Irish people. Because
0: just to be clear on that, I, there isn't anything as far as I can make out from any of the coverage or from looking at the videos. There's no evidence of drug use anywhere. This is a There's woman dancing at a party. There's a
1: phrase that is heard in the background which can mean either cocaine or it's the name of an alcoholic beverage and they can't tell what the word is. So they're suggesting that she's talking about cocaine use. But most people are saying that's not what she's saying. She's saying whatever the word is, we obviously don't understand it. But I feel like the level of her in Finland is the same in Ireland because I think if there was a video of Leo Bradker or Mihal Martin having a dance, there'd be uproar here. Think of all the photos of Leo, you know, when he was at um, a festival in the UK when we were all in the parks back in the Coba times, there was uproar about that as well. So people just don't seem to want politicians to have good fun. Well,
0: this is one that I want John's view on because John, since before you you were elevated to the lofty heights of editor of the entire shagging operation, oh, you no, were not quite. <laughs> no, I've many bosses. <laughs> you were once the political um, editor of the uh, Mail, which means you knew politics and you knew politicians um, on a daily basis. Would there be the same reaction in Ireland if an Irish politician, a senior Irish politician was videoed like
2: this? Well, when I was political editor, I had the honour and pleasure of being in the Ardalaan Hotel in Galway in 2010 when Brian Cowan had a few drinks. <laughs> um, and there was and, a sing song, I believe, wasn't and, there? And, well, <laughs> it was a sing song, but it was more a, a, more a Rose Tralee type um, a cabaret show that a, a number of politicians got up and sang a song. They didn't get in trouble for it. Brian did sing uh, quite a few numbers, f- finishing up the Lakes of Train. Now he probably suffered terminal damage to his career over that. So you know th- there there isn't qu- isn't a double standard on basis of gender, I think. Um, but in this instance, I there there's very little evidence that um, th- that the the woman has done anything particularly wrong. But you
0: see, here's the thing, John. Isn't there something to do with the context at which it happens? Because when Brian Cowan was having the sing song. What was going on in the uh, world around him was the IMF was coming in to rescue us from quietly descending into penury. We had an unemployment rate that was heading for double figures. We had a recession that looked like it might be a permanent reality. People were talking about a second Great Depression. That's not what's
2: currently happening in Finland. Well, there's, a, there's, a, there's an alternative context to this because Miss um, Marin was in... Um, in bothering her own country for uh, being out in a nightclub in December uh, at four until four in the morning when she was required to be isolating after being in contact with someone. So there is something of a Covid um, turnover and I think the controversy in Finland is projected from that December controversy where clearly there's elements of the media in Finland and extended into the international media who'd feel that this woman, no matter what age she is, uh, no matter what gender she is maybe partying too much That's that seems to be the context of the coverage and certainly when you relate back to what happened in December And she I, forgot
1: her phone that's what happened she didn't even know she was a close contact she never got the text to say you need to isolate
2: But again the phone she's required as Finnish Prime Minister yeah, to, to have that phone him. with her at all mm-hmm. times So I, I, I think anyone is entitled to party I did write a, a, a book on Brian Cowan's um, Uh, Premiership uh, Myself and Daniel McConnell A regular guest On on this um, um, Station That Brian Cowan himself felt uh, He told me in an interview That during that time And this is you know I'm the last person on earth To get um, Prohibitive of what people should do That Perhaps when he was Taoiseach in his own words, when it came to alcohol, he should have left it there. That's, that was his quote. He said, I "Left should have left it down. I should have cut back on my socializing." Was what, what he said. Uh, and I am of the opinion: if you are if you are a premier of a country, um, your social life needs to suffer, and you need to be conscious even of privately,
1: the, even but, if it's in, see, in it's somebody's
2: home. See, it's not private when you're the, when you're premier of a country. Um, it, it's it's Oh, come on, you're still human. I definitely but would have been
1: telling a, people at that party, to go, not be put human. the phone but on.
2: My, my opinion is, you you have to be very cautious. Whether this, whether yeah, Miss Marin's career suffers or not, that's her problem. But if there's if there's flack coming her way, she should think then about whether she should be out at night. Can I go to Ali on this
0: point because that's yeah. one of the things about the video that is strange. If there the video of her in the nightclub is mm. clearly somebody surreptitiously yeah. filming her. Yeah. In this instance, there's a camera phone there, and yeah. she is performing to yeah, it. Yeah, For a politician in the social media, is that
1: not high I'd risk? I be like, leave your phones at the door like if there was house parties if I was a politician. Do you know what I mean? That's what most politicians do to be honest and celebrities, like that's what they do. So I'm not sure how this has actually come out. Like is this an actual friend of hers that leaked the video? But no, I disagree though. You have to be able to have a life and I think Politicians are under so much strain and stress. Like, what do we do if we keep them captive in their own homes and they can't go out? And it also really, I think it really affects younger people wanting to get into politics, seeing stories like this. Because if I felt like if I was a politician, I could not have a social life would have put me would have pushed me again well, I actually don't really go out that much but like I would I would hate to think that I couldn't be a normal young person just because Gee, I'm by a your own description she's 36 she's no, not I know. 17 I know and I'm 32 so I'm like I wouldn't I think it's strange that all she's doing is, it's not like she's lap dancing she's not doing cra- there's not drugs all over the video it's literally her dancing and having a lip sync and having a bit of crack so but I know it's John's I think John's making a valid point there I think there's an overall rhetoric over there now that she's out too much but again does that matter all that matters is I what would, she's like as a politician, I would, I would say.
2: question whether this is damaging for her anyway.
0: Well, I it's mean, interesting it's you say that, John, because <laughs> we've got a load of texts that go along the lines. of Just to give you um, some of them. She's a woman in her 30s with every right to enjoy herself, even if she's in charge of a country, in my opinion. And other people going on about the Finnish PM having a night out is outrageous. It's not like she was doing drugs or having parties during COVID. Um, apparently there were uh, influencers there, so maybe she should have been expecting it to be leaked. But to that point, will there be a backlash that says, no, we're going to support her for having a bit of crack?
2: I, t- to me again and um, we're expressing personal opinions here It looks like me to me that she's not exactly embarrassed um that the video would be released at all you know if your' if your your image is based upon it being a young in touch uh mm. prime minister like she uh, which which hers is clearly um is this damaging i don't know once there's no once there's no apparent wrongdoing which there isn't um I can't see how it's necessarily going to affect her if if Finland is a more conservative country than Ireland, maybe it will be, but um I don't think I don't think it will. It hasn't necessarily affected Leo Varadkar to be photographed at um well maybe his popularity is <laughs> not what it should be at festivals and that kind of thing there's no ever no no question that he's been um, filmed in this sense in the past But At least we didn't know, ask know, him for a bar. drug test though it's her. a
1: bit fire like isn't
2: it? Well she should say no to that Yeah I, mean, I think it's crazy. mental
1: that she's agreed to that to be honest I think she Although, should Although unless she's that.
2: Thinking, but she obviously will pass it yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah unless she's thinking yeah. the
0: mood music they're going to keep talking about this there's going to be all yeah. the insinuations and I can at least draw a line under it yeah. if I cough up a clean drug test Let us move to issues more significant on the home front because There's a lot of discussion around um ireland's rental market and the crisis that is in it um the weekend review in the irish times for instance um kitty holland with some very interesting numbers in relation to what has happened to the number of landlords available and the number of properties available she's quoting uh, daft.ie saying there were 716 properties available to rent across the entire state on august 1st so Across all of Ireland, seven hundred and sixteen properties. A year ago, there were two and a half thousand. And she's going on to say that part of the problem is it's it's impossible to get landlords, private landlords, into the market. What do you think is the driving for factors behind that, John?
2: Well, I think it's clear from um, what Kitty Holland says, and uh, the Indo has a as a has a, fa- a fairly good readable. Um, Spread on the problems there as well, which is private landlords le- leaving the leaving the market. I thought it was uh, admirable what a spokesman for DAF said in your previous program um, with Sinead that it, what he feels the one thing that he would like to see done in the budget is something done for this new phrase "mom and pop landlords," but. Surely, the government have gotten us to this stage. Um, people who are on their own may have bought um, properties in the past for um, for their pensions. or more than likely were caught with properties during a property crash. Are now fleeing the market. They're entitled to it's a it's a it's a, it's a free market, and there aren't there aren't um, um, properties available. But that still is a, a symptom of the lack of supply you know, it's a part of the lack of the supply but there isn't uh, 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 there isn't supply government has failed I don't think there was ever a chance of it really uh, of providing um of providing that supply. The government itself, the Department of Housing, has downgraded its expectations on housing completions and they themselves mis- admit in a number of documents that were leaked to our paper in the last year that they won't reach their target of 33,000 houses a year. That's 33,000 in one year until 2025. So this is not going to be solved in that sense without and a paradigm shifting move, which I don't think is is going to happen
0: Was either. the mom and pop element as you describe it eminently predictable because there was a generation of people who brought, bought houses in 2005, 2006, 2007 who when the crash occurred they were then stuck with them they were underwater they were in negative equity and in many cases their lives went on they moved to bigger places but they couldn't sell the house as those houses came back into positive equity or as they chipped down the mortgage most of them got out of them at, with great relief when it finally yeah. happened was that not an eminently predictable But it's paradigm? all been
2: predictable and it's been the slow pace of and let's not forget, Finnegale have been in power since 2011. The housing crisis really became apparent um, in 2013, 2014. Finnefall supported them since 2016 uh, in confidence supplier, now in coalition. So all of it has been predictable. Um, nothing was done to help um, those private investors. It wasn't spotted, obviously, how crucial they were to the market. And then they went after them. I would say political f- pressure has been there from Sinn Féin. And you always have to look at, at, at not geopolitics but national politics. If you're a, a, a government like with Finn Fall, or a Fianna Fáil housing minister and you're looking at pressure coming from Sinn Féin. Now Sinn Féin, you, if you think there's going to be a silver bullet in this area when it comes to small private landlords, that is not going to happen. The exact opposite is going to happen. O'Neill Brin, the housing spokesman for Sinn Féin, gave an interview in 2019 where he said he would ban landlords from selling their own properties, um, ban evictions for reason of sale and increase rent pressure zones. So, so what we see is a political move that has probably had, in the case of this government, unintended um, um, uh, outcomes which has made Brought us to a situation where there were 700 properties available to rent uh, in Dublin. um, This, uh, on on average, this week, say, and in uh, in in Ireland, sorry, Mm -hmm. and in 2019, the time Sinn Féin were making those statements, there were 700. And uh, it is worth saying in in in, in Dublin alone, as Owen O'Brien undoubtedly would point out, where he
0: here, he believes his silver bullet will come largely in the provision. Of state housing and local authority housing as it was And he back writes in the for day, our paper very often. And we, we give
2: Owner Brin, and uh, funnily enough, Owner Brin contacted me from his holidays yesterday to um, say that he wants to respond to an article that was in um, our paper on Friday uh, criticizing his stance. And he will do that next week. We look forward to it, John <laughs> um, Ali, the interesting text. I've been a landlord for 20 years and loved it. I've
0: now decided to leave the industry. Too many RTB regulations and the tenant is always right. <laughs> it's a joke now, so it's time to move on. Are, are you seeing the effects of the rental crisis?
1: Yeah, it's horrific. Like, I think it's been pretty bad since around 2013, like John was saying there. It's getting worse and worse. Like, they think everyone saw the photo this week that went viral of like 100 people lining the streets. I've been in that situation was in Druncondra. It was a house yeah. for rent in yeah. Druncondra, wasn't that No, I remember... Yeah. Um, queuing for an apartment like maybe five years ago and it was like 12 o'clock in the day so I remember thinking no one's going to be there because everyone's working blah 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 same thing it was about 100 and I remember I went in it was literally a bed set like it was one floor and then there was a stairs up to a bed there was no wardrobe nothing and the the agent at the start was like if you want the property come up and line up afterwards and I was like oh I'm gonna leave and nearly everybody was lining up I was like god there's such desperation and what really stood out to me as well is all the articles lately saying that some auctioneers are saying that if your their cost of rent is more than 40% of your salary, they're not going to consider you, which is mind blowing. Because think about a young person who's maybe bringing in maybe two and a half grand a month on average after tax. They're probably looking at spending a thousand to twelve hundred a month. It's not possible to spend less than that. So they're going to be refused properties. So where do they go?
0: And it's interesting. There's a piece beside, a case study beside Kitty Holland's piece in The in the Times. And the, the gentleman, Joe Mulvaney, who's quoted in it, is talking about saying, He says that he's on the the HAP, the uh, state support scheme for rent. And that as soon as you say that to landlords, they lose interest. Yeah, they they won't take take you on.
1: You honestly were one step away from them asking for blood tests to actually get a rental. Like it's mental, the things people are asking for. Landlords are asking for, you know, bank documents from two years ago and stuff like that. Like I've heard the craziest stories. Like it's very, 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 very difficult. And especially if you're single as well on top of everything. And then I suppose the other area that's really worrying is the student accommodation crisis. So many people living in hotels. I think the last two years have been a lot of articles about it, like people in Limerick living in Kilmerry Lodge Hotel, people in Dublin renting, like literally staying in hotel rooms, four or five students in the same room because they literally cannot get a room. So I definitely think there has to be work done on specifically providing um, accommodation for students. But I don't even, I honestly can't see anything happening soon because it's just such a terrible situation at the moment.
0: Alex by text saying the government has taken so much money out of the rental sector in tax in a decade that the sector is shrinking due to an inability to uh, reinvest. 53106, by the way, if you want to get in touch with the show. Also, a lot of reaction to the um, Finnish prime minister. Um, one thing saying, I uh, as a professional feminist woman, who likes to party. I am sorry, but in this case, the PM of Finland is in the wrong. When she ran for PM, she knew well what she was getting into. It is extremely unprofessional and it's extremely damaging given the current situation with Russia.
1: That's what a lot of the coverage was saying, yeah. They were mentioning that.
0: Does it weaken their NATO position if she goes out for a night?
1: I think she's meant to be sitting at home sad and crying about everything, which is people just want people to be miserable, don't they?
0: Well, the, uh, let, let us move to a happier <laughs> topic then. We are midway through. We are, we are uh, well, not quite fully midway through. We're in the opening section, the beginning, the, the blossoming um, start of the Rose of Tralee <laughs> Festival. Will you sleep tonight, John?
2: <laughs> I do not start till next week. Oh, no, no. Monday, That's Tuesday. The Festival started have yesterday. It was, uh, you know, it was one thing I was never marked for. In the old days, when I started out at the Independent, I would go to an awful lot of these things because I was sent along to work at them. But I never got sent to the Rose Tralee. Um Did you miss out? I would have had great fun, you know. These these festivals are, as you point out, they're now festivals, but they but they were then. There was A lot of drinking, a lot of partying, but good fun. Um, they seem to have... Um, uh, broadened its appeal this year but to me to little. me, I was often on holidays being a political correspondent at this time of year but it, it it was one of those things now I'm sure the organisers will say will will disagree with me because they've changed it so much this is no longer the case I'm sure but it was one of those things that was so naff that it became a cult and, and carried a cult following that used to be the case with the Eurovision as well when I was younger and I know it's definitely not the case now but it was just one of those things in the social calendar that and uh, Ali pointed out to me beforehand that the viewing figures are just extraordinary. Oh yeah,
1: This is the thing, everybody thinks it's like this old school, like older people are just watching it, but so many young people are watching it. Now, I don't know if they're watching it because they genuinely buy into it, but people have a lot of fun with it. Like Twitter during Eurovision and Rose actually are my two favourite times of the year because the tweets are just absolutely brilliant. Like, and you don't
0: think it is a chauvinistic anachronism that should have been left in the dusty past?
1: I think you could suggest that all pageants are chauvinistic though to be honest could. and I think that we I think at the end of the day the pageants aren't going to disappear overnight so I think organisers of all these pageants are trying their best to change things like Miss Ireland winner last year Pamela Uba she was the first um, black woman to ever win Miss Ireland like I do think in general they're trying to change and be more diverse and this year Rosa Chile um, they're they accepting trans now I know there was no trans contestants this year but Dahi Yoshe was saying he wished there was there's mothers allowed now that's shocking that mothers weren't allowed but do you remember the Carlo Rose I think that was 2018 she was a, a mother when she got on stage she spoke about how her parents were heroin addicts so one of the things that I think people forget about Rose actually is because so many people are watching it is an unreal platform to actually talk about issues but the problem has been not many people that are diverse have been able to get up on stage and talk about actual really important things but over the last couple of years it's changed and I was just I was looking at the stats earlier on so on average this year for Love Island there was about 300-400 thousand people watching and episode on Virgin Media. Rose actually it's about half a million and in 2015 I think two million tuned in so the numbers have always been really big and there's been some really good iconic moments like do you remember the Dublin breakdancing Rose she went Who viral forget? viral so like yes obviously every there's a lot of wokeness in the world these days everything has to be diverse everyone has to be included I get that but people just want to have a bit of fun will too. You be like watching? the finish MB. Yeah I'll be watching I think it's great crap.
2: John will you? I won't. I don't watch um, TV in the evenings. I, I I wind down watching whatever documentary my wife wants to watch, and really, and we've shared. Have you tried sh- Blackbird we on, on Netflix? No, I haven't actually. Oh, no thanks yeah. for that. First episode, yes, it's worth a shot. Because I watched yeah. the one what we watched the other night, Untold, about um, a a, um, a fish. A, 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 what's it called? A fish Um no it's um a man who was, was led astray a, a, a footballer who was led astray by uh, catfishing That was what it was
1: ah, it? oh fish. everyone's okay. talking about that yeah. when you yeah. start with football
0: I was thinking how's he going to land on fish yeah. but that makes yeah. sense
1: <laughs>
2: catfishing
0: uh, lots of reaction to the uh, landlord issue landlords need to be very choosy when selecting tenants as once they're in it's nearly impossible to get troublesome tenants back out again another one I spent my student le- le- years living in a bed uh, um cheap and cheerful did the job but when these were banned by the government, it put huge pressure on the housing rental market. Uh, P.S. Marcy wrote his best music with the Smiths in a bed sit, which may not be <laughs> a reason to change the policy, but it's a fair point. 53106 if you want to get in touch with the show. Big thank you to John Lee, executive editor uh, of DMG Media Ireland and author of the title of the book on the Cameron. gates. You can get it
2: in all the libraries now. I notice so.
0: Don't send it to the library.
2: Send them somewhere they have to pay cash uh, for I don't it, think like Amazon buy it anymore. <laughs> and Ali Ryan, entrepreneur and founder
0: mm-hmm. of Gas. the Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at nine
2: on News Talk.